This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. How many know that the news is disturbing? <laughs> it seems like all the time they come up with something new and then we hear in our own country about Houston, the city of Houston, how uh, persecution really against the silence, the Word of God. Um, what can you say? Persecution is what the Word says. It's, it's, it's coming. Uh, thank God we're not at the point where we're losing our heads in this country <laughs> yet. <laughs> but there is a move of the enemy to stop and silence the church. So we're noticing the world, but I want you to know that the world will notice the church in the last days. And many of you uh, asked me, uh, what about the church? We looked last week at some of the things that are happening um, in the world. And what about the church? And all my dreams have always been a glorious church and God doing great things through His, His church. And you'll see in this passage today, this is the reason I see a glorious church. This passage actually reveals and gives us insight into what God will be doing to counter what the enemy's doing. And he's going to do it through his church, through you and I. That's good news. Smile to your neighbor and say, there's good news somewhere. So what about the church in the last days? So keep your eyes open to that. And I, I guess I need to, uh, let's go back to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I'm just going to read what we covered last week and we'll just go from there. It says, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. We saw that this last day here means last of the last days. Perilous or dangerous, difficult Hurtful times will come upon the earth. These things will come to pass. It doesn't matter how much you pray. You cannot stop it. These things will come to pass. And you have to come to grip with this. Recognize that this is going to happen. For men will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, from such people turn away. He's saying turn away from the people in this list. Other words, don't get your peace from these people. Don't get it from the world. You stay in tune to your the kingdom that you're of, the kingdom of God. But all these things, and we looked at and really uh, took each word and, and saw what it meant uh, in the Greek and, and really got deep in, into some of this. But having a form of godliness, or in verse 5 through verse 9, it speaks of a, a cult revival. It, it speaks 
in the last of the last days, there will be a revival of the supernatural of the wrong kind. There will be New Agers. There will be these people that will... It seems like they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power of God. It's a form that looks right, and if you are not founded in the, uh, rooted in the Word of God, you can fall for deception. You can fall for a lie. These new agers are, uh, they call themselves uh, channels. And they'll say channels of God, for God. And they used to be called mediums, but they changed the name from mediums to channels. We used to sing a song uh, in the church, make me a channel of blessing. Make me a, a pathway uh, for blessing, to be a blessing to others. But these are denying the power of God, but they have a form of godliness. These new agers, they will say, you're beautiful. They'll come to the stage and say, you're beautiful. I see Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's what they say. But they're not talking about the same Christ that we talk about. They're talking about a Christ consciousness. Excuse me. Hard for me to say. Christ consciousness that's cosmic that is really, uh, they say, the universe, the spirit and the energy of the universe. I don't know if you've seen uh, any people thanking the universe lately. I've seen on TV something happened. They go, "Thank you, universe." First time I heard it, I thought, "Thank you, universe." And then my mind's going, "What universe are you from?" <laughs> you know? But that's part of the new age. It's it's uh, a deception. It's it's coming and and saying it doesn't pay to serve God. Godliness isn't worth it. Serving God. In fact, they say the Bible is primitive. And Christianity is past. That's what these new agers. But at first, they get you in. They are having healings. They're having people get set free. But you, you find out that the enemy's involved in it. It's a form of godliness. Denying the power of God. And we got to turn away from them. In verse 6, for this sort are those who creep into houses. The word creep there, I didn't talk about last week, but means changing their clothes. They have changed their clothes to where we could say it's a sophisticated sorcery. Sophisticated witchcraft. Do you know many colleges now are teaching witchcraft? That you can come and pay money to receive a spirit guide that will help you practice witchcraft. You pray, I mean, you pay, and you're probably praying to receive a demon. But it has a form of godliness, and so you have the Christ consciousness. It says, they creep in the households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, Led away by various lust. And this is speaking of false teachers, false doctrine that would be uh, spoken in the world. And, and these things are 
just switched on me. <laughs> These things are not something... It's gone. <laughs> Sermon's gone, okay. <laughs> Where was I? I lost my <laughs> train of thought there. What was I talking about? Oh, gullible women. I don't know where it went. It, it left. Gullible women. And, you know, at first it sounds like that's an attack against women. But really, when you think about it, women are so much more sensitive. They're spiritually more sensitive, in general, than men. So they're, they're sensitive spiritually, but if you're not founded in the Word... You will fall for the spiritual that's not of God. And that's what it's talking about. And these women actually bring it into their household. It starts coming in. A lot of it's coming through the TV. Coming through the culture. So it comes through. So they, these women um, give space to it. And I, I've had dreams of... Women giving space to men preaching the gospel, but behind it's the enemy and all these women falling for it. Just saying, nothing gets... If it wasn't for the women, we wouldn't have a church. <laughs> they cared. So, and none of the ladies in here are a gullible women. And all the men said, Amen. All right. We got some wise men in here too. Always learning in verse 7. Always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Always learning. Uh, always moving forth. You know, they're trying this, then they move to this, and they never come to an answer. They never come to a result. They're just always on the journey, always on the search. I can remember even as a Christian, thinking I'd hear a message and that's it. That's my missing part. Grab hold of it and say, there's still a missing part, <laughs> is it? Until I realized there is no missing parts. It's all the, all the word ministers to us. And, and stop thinking that this is the answer, this is that. When we have the answer, it's the word of God. Just don't be, it, it's really moving from a place to, God, you've given me what I need. It's, I need to stay consistent in your word and not go around chasing this and that thinking that's the answer. It's the answer's inside of you. Glad that thrilled you. Verse 8. Now as Janies and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith. So... This is where we were at. Jannies and Jamboree's were sorcerers that came against or had a confrontation with Moses. And it says that this is what will happen in the last of the last days. So if we can understand what happened back then, we can understand what's going to happen today. These two came against or uh, came against Moses, and really they 
came against him with signs and wonders. Miracles. So you see there in your notes, in these last days, miracles from the enemy will be seen. Miracles from the enemy. The, the occult, the new agers. They will bring forth miracles. These ones that uh, they use crystals. They, they talk about angels constantly. Um, incantations and spells and magic. That's what they talk about. You know, uh, Katrina Spencer, <laughs> she was telling me that in China, that she went on a tour of Hong Kong. And she said there was a neighborhood. They said, if you want to cast a spell on someone, this is the neighborhood, the area you need to come to. Like this was a great selling point of Hong Kong. Come, live here. Let us show you what we got. If you need to cast a spell, come to this area. We'll do a good job for you. <laughs> New age. Christ consciousness. Everyone goes to heaven, don't you know that? Christianity is narrow and limited and primitive. God loves everyone and everyone's going to heaven. Don't you know all people go to heaven? All those that receive the love of God, receive the gift of God. So it says they will... Uh, they came against Moses and they will come against us. And they're going to say, where is your Jesus? Can your Jesus do this? Oh, I've heard that for years. They'll be mocking and insulting and, and coming against Christianity. Do you know there was a change, there was a shift a few years back, probably about 20 years, where you'd see sitcoms that made fun of Christians. And there was this shift that like Christians were goofy and loony. <laughs> Lost their mind. If you look, it, it, it's out there. So the last day church is going to experience an exact duplication what Moses experienced with the sorcerers. That's what, where it says, now as Janies and Jambres, now as, this is what it means, in the identical way with the same methods. In the identical way with the same methods that Janies and Jambres came against and confronted Moses is the same way that the church will have a confrontation with the enemy. Now, see, that, that excites me because when you know the story, when you know the account of what happened, you'll know there's a glorious church that's arising. There's a glorious body of believers that are waking up and rising up to know who they are in Christ and walking about as if it is a finished work, and they're carriers of God's presence and power, and we can confront what the enemy is bringing against us, against the Word of God, mocking Christianity, mocking God, and saying, where is your Jesus? Is he dead? Is he falling off the throne? We can stand up and say, no, he's alive. Let me show you something that he can do, and will do for you.
corrupt minds means depraved, corrupted. The world's going to get very dark and the church is going to get very bright. Verse 9, But they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. Just as Janies and Jambres was defeated, so will this last day move of the enemy will be defeated. Just like it was then, it will be now. False doctrine will not prevail. It will suddenly stop. At that manifest, it says, for their folly will be manifest to all. The word manifest there means to be seen as defective. Do you know if you get healed by the enemy, there's a defect with it. There's a snare. There's a trap. Because all he wants to do is steal, kill, and destroy. That is his mindset. He hasn't changed his mind. Just because he healed you doesn't mean that you need to serve Satan. He's out to kill you. He's out to destroy you. And it will be shown that they have defects. There's a defect in their methods. There's a defect in their doctrine. There's a defect in the, the things that happens. Lord, just, I've got an example of that. I didn't know about it in just a moment. If I can remember to come back to it, Lord, help me. Okay, let's look at Exodus chapter 7, verse 8. And let's, let's take a look, uh, a brief look at this. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. This would be good for you. Let's go back and read the whole thing. Just meditate on it. Saying, when Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, show a miracle for yourselves. Then you shall say to Aaron, take your rod and cast it before Pharaoh and let it become a serpent. Now, let me tell you, why did, why did Pharaoh say, you know, show me a miracle? It's because they were so much into the occult that God knew that there had to be a, a supernatural sign to Pharaoh that, to even get his attention. And, and Moses was brought up in Pharaoh's house where they practiced the occult. And Moses knew this. said, it's going to take because of the sorcerers, because of the, um, the power that is there, it's going to take some power, it's going to take a display to even get Pharaoh's attention. Okay, so Moses and Aaron, verse 10, we and the Pharaoh, and they did so just as the Lord commanded. And Aaron cast down his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants and became a serpent. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the sorcerers, so the magicians of Egypt, they also did in like manner with their enchantments. For every man threw down his rod, and they became serpents, but Aaron's rod swallowed up their rods, and Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them as the Lord had said. Egypt was the new age of the old world. You notice here that there's a miracle, and the rod of Moses becomes a snake, and the sorcerers there, and we're talking about Jannies and Jambres, the chief sorcerers, 
they turned their rods into snakes. You notice they matched the miracle. They did the same thing. But it says that Moses' rod, that snake, ate the other ones up. God has a sense of humor. Do you know that the snake represented all the Egyptian gods? You could say he was kind of like the big daddy or the, the father of the gods. The serpent represented all the Egyptian gods. And here God comes with his power and he eats up their god. I like it. He devoured their God. And then uh, next he, he comes against uh, the Nile River. You remember he turned it into blood? The Nile River was the mother, the mother God. <laughs> What's he do? He turns it into blood. He defiles it with blood. They thought everything came out of the Nile because it was the mother. You could say that God ate their daddy and slapped their mama. Touched their mama. Defiled mama. <laughs> and then you have uh, going down uh, in Exodus 8 about the frogs. They come, and let me say that they, the, they kept matching what Moses and Aaron were doing, God was doing. They, the magicians would match it. Um, and the Lord spoke to, to Moses, Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, Let my people go, that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all your territory with frogs. So the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, which shall go up and come into your home, your house, your bedroom, on your bed, into the houses of your servants, on your people, into your ovens, your kneading bowls. And the frogs shall come upon you, and on your people, and all your servants. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch out your hand with your rod over the streams, over the rivers, over the ponds, and cause frogs to come upon the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt and frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs from on the land of Egypt. This is what came to me a, 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 minute, a minute ago talking about you know, matching the miracles and here they are. Whatever they do, just... Think about this. You're covered with frogs. Frogs are everywhere. They're in all your clothes. You cook some bread. And guess what, honey? We got frog bread. What's a new recipe? I thought we'd try it. Baby, we got frogs everywhere. I don't want to see another frog. <laughs> frogs. So what did the magicians do? Oh, they're so wise. More frogs! The enemy can't win. He doesn't have any sense. <laughs> more frogs. He could, they couldn't get rid of the frogs, but they could make more. <laughs> now, 
Next we see lice. It said dust. The dust turned to lice. Everything that was of dirt, dust turned to lice. Now you look up the word lice, you know what it is? Mosquitoes. A dirt road, you walk across, mosquito road. It got into their ears, into their nose. They were covered with mosquitoes. The magicians tried to get some more mosquitoes, and they couldn't do it. Two out of the ten plagues they could match, and then they couldn't even match what God was doing. They're going to try and do the same thing, just like they're doing today, that the church is called to do, to bring healing, to bring freedom, to bring peace. They're going to be doing the same thing the church is going to do, but then we're going to surpass. We're going to show their folly and show that they're wrong, and God is going to work and do a glorious thing through His body, through His church. That's the reason the latter day will be greater than the early days. The grand finale of this thing is going to be awesome. Hallelujah. That's the reason I believe God has great things in store for us. Who is going to be those that will be those channels for God? Only those with a foundation in the Word will be in position to be a channel for God. Only those that have the foundation of the Word. And that's what he, goes, he, he says here in verse 10. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, as Paul talking Timothy, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, per persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me, Antioch, uh, Iconium, Elystra, what persecutions I endured. And out of them all, the Lord delivered me, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. You've got to get in the Word of God and you've got to be rooted and grounded in truth because there's coming lying miracles, lying signs and wonders, and you've got to have the foundation of the Word of God to know the difference, to put yourself in position that the Holy Spirit can speak to you and show you truth. Because it's going to look, I mean the form, everything's going to look right. But it's not going to be right. We've got to have this foundation. But he's also saying that those that will rise up against Janies and Jamboree's are those that have a foundation in the Word of God and God can use as a channel. I mean, you want to be one of those. It says, but evil men. Evil men means seducers. It means sorcery. Those who practice witchcraft and fortune telling. That's the evil men. Imposters that will rise up. In Deuteronomy chapter 18 verse 9 it says, when you enter the land, enter the land the Lord your God has given you, be very careful not to intimidate, imitate, time is it? The, the testable customs of the nations living there. For example, never sacrifice your son or daughter as a burnt offering. Do not let your people 
practice fortune telling, or use sorcery, or interpret omens, or engage in witchcraft, or cast spells, or function as a medium, or psychics, or call forth the spirits of the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. It's because the other nations have done these detestable things that the Lord your God will drive them out ahead of you. But you must be blameless before the Lord your God. The nations you are about to displace consult sorcerers and fortune tellers, but the Lord your God forbids you to do such a thing. Forbids you to do such a thing. And I'm going I'm to have to close with this, but in 1 Timothy 4.1, it actually talks about, these are things in the world that actually talks about what invades the church. Paul says, Timothy, warn and speak that these things are coming, that the church will not get caught up and engaged in them. But then this happens. It says, now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. So it's going to invade the church. And there will be some of those that leave the Word of God and they start doing their own thing. They're, they're in deception. They're deceived. And they're giving, they're opening up themselves to seducing spirits and doctrines of, of devils. So we have to be on guard. How do you get on guard? How do you keep your peace? How do you see to it that you're not troubled? You go to the Word. You go to the Word of God. You go to God in worship and praise. Well, Pastor, I'm, I'm busy. You've got to simplify your life and make time for God. And that's what it really speaks to me in this last of the last days. There's no option if you want to walk in strength, if you want to be one of those that brings a holy confrontation against the enemy, the new agers, you're going to have to be in position. And that means you're going to have to be walking in peace. You're going to have to be rooted in the love of God, but you're going to have to have the foundation, the Word of God. I heard a person tell me, a minister, we don't need faith anymore. All we need is the glory of God. So wait a minute. The Bible says, I can't even please God without faith. You're not going to experience any glory of God without faith. Deception. But can you see how the deception was coming in? And I noticed they were moving away from the Word of God. They never opened the Word. It was all stories. It, and, and then to make a comment like that, we don't need faith. What's contrary to what the Word says? I don't have to, you know, I can listen and do anything I want to do. Well, if He's your Lord, it says that those things will affect you. There is sowing and reaping. Oh, I don't believe in sowing and reaping. What? You're contrary to the Word. A person told me last week that they work with a Christian, but they look at tarot cards. 
you know, I've worked with Christians, and they live by their, I call them horoscopes. So do you know what you're doing? I didn't do this first, I got to know one. Do you know what you're doing? I'm just looking at my horoscope, it's in the, it's in the, in the paper. I can't help it, it said I was going to have a bad day. That's the reason I'm in a bad mood. Let me give you some good news. Don't ever read that stuff again. God can give you how your day is going to be. Let me tell you how your day is going to be. It's going to be one full of peace, led by the Spirit, full of the life of God. Well, you just, uh, some bad things come. Well, bad things can go. Well, bad thoughts enter me. Bad thoughts can go. But there's bad news. But I'm hooked up to good news. And the good news overcomes the bad news. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank You for Your Word today. We thank You for that You prepare us for these last days. The Lord, you give us wisdom, you give us insight that we can be strong, that we can fulfill the destiny that you've called for us. And Lord, we all realize we're in the last of our last days, and we want to make these days count. So we must be, have that foundation in the Word. Because the storms of life are coming against the righteous and the unrighteous. But those that stand are those that are founded on the rock, the Word of God. So Father, we thank You today for the wisdom to walk out Your Word today. And if there's anyone here, you never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He went to the cross for you. He died for you. He's in love with you. But He'll not force you to accept Him. He will not force you to go to heaven. You have to choose. But see, you don't have to choose when you got your act together. Let me help you. You're not going to get your act together. Let me help you again. After you get saved, you're still getting your act together with the grace of God. But you can know that you know that you have eternal life. That's you and you say, today I want to make that decision. I'm not going to ask you to come down. I'm just going to ask you to sit there and raise your hand. And I'll lead us all in a prayer. Maybe you prayed this before, but you know you haven't been walking with God and you need to make a commitment to walk with Him again. No one looking around. If that's you, I simply want you to lift your hand. We'll pray together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you. Let's all lift up our voice. Pray this after me. Say, Dear God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Thank you that you died for me. That I could live for you. And I'm even willing to die for you. Because I love you. And I receive you as Lord and Savior. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord thanks. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord of our sin.